0: Hi everyone, this is Thomas. This is the eighth episode of Signals. Welcome. I am going to dive right in this week. We've just completed a trial for a prospect. This particular hedge fund was very forthcoming and very transparent about their buying process. And they said they wanted to use the focus list through an entire earning season so that they could really understand how to use the application, how to navigate and implement it into their workflow and into their investment process and also have a full earning season so they could evaluate the value that they can extract from the platform. They've been in a little over two months now. We're just wrapping up the trial. And as part of the closeout, one thing we've been trying to do generally with trials is cover prospects that are in a trial much more closely by providing updates, providing looks of insight at times, providing training and support. And now also what we've come up with over the past couple of weeks is this notion of creating a post-trial recap report. It Seems obvious when you say it out loud that of course you should have one of these, but we've not had one before. So this firm was meeting Thursday internally to review their experience with the focus list, and we will meet with their team early next week to really get the verdict on what they've decided and whether they'll move forward or not. So of course, we're hoping to convert them into a customer. And as part of that, we scrambled this week to create a post-trial recap report. And it was exciting because it was an absolute scramble to get everything delivered in time to get the content to their team ahead of their meeting. But it's also the most valuable type of content that we can produce where we're using our own analytic content to tell the story of what just happened during a trial and quantitatively demonstrate what is the value, where have we extracted value from insight that's helped their investment process either manage risk, make better decisions or improve alpha. They had three portfolios loaded and in aggregate, their holdings beat Estimize 53% of the time versus they beat Wall Street 73% of the time. And that's not unusual. It's much easier to beat the Wall Street consensus than it is to beat the Estimize consensus. And that has to do with the inherent biases that come with sell side analyst estimates. So that was not surprising, but it's nice to see quantitatively that it happened. Estimize was more accurate from an estimate standpoint over 60% of the time. Again, not surprising, but great to be able to show quantitatively that it occurred. We looked at the performance metrics, the delta between when Holdings beat Estimize versus when Holdings missed Estimize, And the one-day performance delta of beats versus misses was 375 basis points. The 20-day performance delta of Estimized beats versus misses was 491 basis points that's post-drift earnings performance delta so we did that as an assessment of their earnings season but we also ran and this isn't in the product yet but we're building quantitative models that will come into the product so we ran in our environment our post-drift earnings quant model on top of their portfolios and when we did that There were almost a hundred of their events classified as either being in the 10th or first quantile of earning surprises so what that means is we classify every earning surprises by the intensity of the surprise meaning is the surprise if a company beats the estimated estimate or misses the estimate is that surprise statistically meaningful versus prior surprises and if it is we we quantify that and we classify it into one of 10 deciles. and by doing that you can then look at the delta between the 10th and the first decile over time okay and for their portfolio for this most recent earnings season the earnings slope from event time goes out from one two three five ten in 20 day performance the delta between the highest quantile of earning surprises and the bottom quantile earnings surprises that delta was almost 300 basis points on day one. Then it comes down to about 125 basis points on day five and finishes at day 20 with over 700 basis points of alpha between those two quantiles. So this is really strong performance. Now, it's a very small sample, it is a very short duration. But nevertheless, it is a quantified post earnings drift model that's been systematically run on their portfolio with estimated content and all of our pricing information. So we put all this together, we wrapped it up with a communication explaining how everything we've done to date with early adopters of the platform has been, you know, really through partnership. So we've done what we can to incentivize them to contract before the end of the year, we're locking in this price point for firms for a couple of years if they contract with us before the end of this year, such that as we bring in new ESG data, new AI NLP newsfeed content and more brain language metrics, they won't have any price increases um, by locking in now. So that's also something we've done. So we'll see how it goes, but I do believe that we've at least put our best foot forward and I'm excited to enhance this post trial report such that it turns into valuable content that we can use from a marketing standpoint but also, it's just going to be a really, I think, important way for us to tie the entire trial experience together and deliver a you know, valuable, really, you're bidding on the business. And, and that's what this is. It's a valuable bid report at the end of the trial. So that was a big effort this week. We were also in New York City Thursday this week visiting iTivity, which is the largest fixed connectivity platform in the US, largely through their acquisition of KnifeFix. And they've got over 1,700 buy side firms routing order flow through their platform. They have a marketplace of applications and analytics, and we demoed them maybe a month ago. And this was a second follow up meeting their team on site. They're really excited about partnering. They love our content and having seen what's in the marketplace currently and knowing what we've done with our focus signal, automated alt data portfolio reports. I think there's great synergy, lots of opportunity for us to put content on their site to attract the buy side and all of our content we can now put up through activity and really seek distribution through a channel rather than through point-to-point sales. And so that's an important strategy for us is to go B2B and find the right partners who are really well aligned with what we're doing, where their platform or their ecosystem has quite a bit of value our content which is unique and something that they are not doing has quite a bit of value. When you put the two together through some sort of revenue share then you can really bring value to both sides of the relationship and that's when you have a really strong partnership. Two minor points which I will close with. One is human resources. One of our strategies has been to facilitate an internship co-op type of program where primarily through Northeastern but sometimes outside of Northeastern, we bring in Masters of Analytics students. Now, this comes from my having taught at Northeastern in their Masters of Analytics Capstone program for several years, and in so doing, I would bring the strongest Capstone students into Point Focal to work on our projects. Now, Northeastern thought they were getting a guest lecturer for their program, but really, I was recruiting high-value, low-cost talent. In a wonderful way, because I think the program works because it's in balance. The candidates are ambitious and smart and creative and delivering value to Point Focal through project work, but in return, they're getting an amazing learning experience at a startup getting exposed to everything across the data and analytics landscape and as long as that's in balance it works out very well and a couple of our interns have turned into data analysts and are now with point focal full-time so there is that opportunity others we have supported in a great way and they've moved on to other opportunities outside of point focal and sometimes it doesn't work out but overall it's a great program for us in a way for a startup, I think, to be creative about acquiring resources and talent in the firm, which is, of course, really the most important thing any firm does is hire people. Because of the current state of our technology projects and having quite a lot on our plate in terms of project work, new content we're bringing into the platform and new quantitative analyses that we're producing and models. There's so much going on that I went out this week and republished the data engineering lead role And communicated through these co-op and internship programs that we're looking for candidates interested in supporting that lead data engineer role and so we've got a great round of resumes I've had a couple of calls already and I think over the next couple of weeks I would like to bring in somewhere between two and four highly qualified ambitious people who can help us with data transformation help us with completing our re-architecture of the product and helping us generate new content and there's plenty of other projects going on where they can get involved as well so that is underway and then lastly I had a catch-up call with a partner today, someone with whom we've been partnered for a very long time and has been a wonderful supporter of Point Focal. And we're doing a few things with this distribution of content through B2B partners. And we wanted to have a conversation about that and get their input and see if there was something that we could do. And really, because we hadn't seen each other in quite a while, we were reflecting on the year. And this person just shared that, you know, they've lost a couple of loved ones this year. So a 30 minute call turned into really this kind of amazing back and forth of us just sharing reflections on how life events like losing someone close to you gives you an entirely different perspective, worldview, and just keeps everything that we do, keeps everything in perspective. And I think for both of us, it was surprising, but also a healthy reflection on how these types of experiences define us. And it's always, I think, good to remember that everyone is going through something, everyone is struggling with something, and you don't always know what that is, and who it is. And so when we are, you know, lost in the midst of trying to construct or process or analyze a quantitative model, it's good to step back sometimes and just remember that we're all here for bigger reasons. So with that, I shall sign off for this week. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this one. And I will chat with you again next week. Thanks so much. Cheers.